Live from the Talking Joe Studios, it's Talking Joe with Chief and Chris. Hey, 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 it's me, the Chief, joined by you, Diagnostic AT. I just wanted to put California Love in the background. Hi, yeah, it's Christopher McLeod from the Full Force yeah. Podcast, and this one. Yeah, how you doing? I'm good. I'm very, very good. I have been up to lots this the last week that we've been Cheers. recording, or Cheers. two weeks in terms of when the actual listeners hear this. Oh yeah, we're past, future, present. Past, future, we? present, future, past. Yeah. We're Not this good. is this is uh, the Talking Joes of future past, which is the, yeah. the new issue, the new sweet sex men issue, which is coming out. Um, limited yeah. edition yeah i've been very busy i've got i've got a new phone so annoyingly i had to get a new number so i'm gonna have to tell everyone what my new number is and right. change it on like every single online scenario ever but whatever i'll get to that do you have whatsapp over in the states yes i do all right i mean why yes, why do, do we not whatsapp each other why do i have to message you on twitter i just i think it's just force of habit isn't it all right okay Action well, I'll, force take, of I'll, habit. Ta- I'll take your new number and I'll spread it around the internet if I'm allowed okay, to. Okay, my number is... No, kidding. Um, my address is... No, so it's a, it's an iPhone Pro Max 11, and it is so massive. I'm definitely right. overcompensating for having a tiny yes. penis. But, like, it is unreal. Like, I've had so much fun with it. Connected to that, um, I've just started playing Earth Wars, the Transformers mobile game, because obviously the okay. G.I. Joe kind of inclusion. They had, like, a weekend of... I, I suppose it's like a pre-event. Wait a minute. Is this the game you posted on Twitter? Is this the game where some loon spent about a quarter of a million dollars? A hundred and fifty thousand oh. dollars on microtransactions. Isn't that nuts? So I've, I'm catching up a little bit. <laughs> Although I've managed to spend zero dollars and still yeah. enjoy it. But my God, it takes so much time to get, you know, crystals to then and and energon and alloy. You've got to what build is it? All is that it up. like a like a real time strategy, kind of like sort of command and conquer? Style? Yes, very much like that. Very much like every mobile right. game out there at the moment. That kind yeah. of yeah, like from okay. from like the gods' view, looking down, yeah. building your kind of base, going out and battling other yeah. people. So you're saying early doors is a lot of grinding. Well, actually, early doors you get loads of cool stuff. Like you're initially like op- you know, I suppose unlocking loads of transformer characters. And then you get to a point where it's like, oh, you've got to upgrade them. And if you don't upgrade them, they can't like get better and they're going to get stuck at this point. And then you can't get other Transformers. It's really difficult. And just, just a quick clarification, uh, is early doors a British colloquialism? Yes. Um, it just means early on in the that's, situation. That's a free one for you listeners out there. You still get your regular one each, but that's a free one. That's a taster. If you're new to the show, that's a teaser. That's a taster for what's more to come. Colloquialist teaser right there. Yeah, yeah. How can you stop listening now? You can't. There's no need for that language, mate. Oh, you can't. You said right, got you. Yeah, so I've been wasting my time on that. Uh, in any moment I've had where I'm like waiting for something to upload or I'm you know, having something bounce out of the video or, or audio or whatever, I've gone, right, right, I'm playing that game for a few minutes. And it's nice because it fits in those moments when usually I'd be like, I don't know, doing more work. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's been that's been taking up all my... And it's amazing. I love the game. It's so much fun. And I unlocked Hound, who is a G.I. Joe vamp kind of a deco. That was amazing. Uh, in any case, other than that, 
I also had, or Kate, I should say, made me some fake fish and chips the other day, and my goodness, it was incredible. Now, I'll take you through what she did, and you'll be like, whatever, mate, that sounds ridiculous. She got tins of banana blossoms. Ever heard of those before? Tinned banana blossoms, no. So, I don't even know what they are, so you'll have to just Google it and trust me. They come out of, like, they're, they're like, they look like kind of... What, what do they look like? Kind of like artichokes, but long, like extended. You know, kind of like kind of like layers of like what look like banana shaped skins. It's really weird. Okay, and she they basically pulls those out of a can, dips them in beer batter, and yep. then deep fries the bad boys. And and I was kind of like, yeah. Oh, no, actually, no. She marin. She kind of like she marinates the the blossoms first in this kind of. This kind of I'd like it, I, there's lots of stuff that goes into it. I'm, I'm simplifying it on a massive scale right now, um, but I swear to God, they come out looking like those little cod. What are they call those little cod? What are they called? Those mini fish, battered fish things you get in fish chops. Fish shops. Campy? No, bigger than that. But like not like cod fillets, but like they're called something, and I've completely forgotten. But no, like the smaller, like little the smaller little fish ones, and they're just honestly, I, I cannot describe to you a how happy i was and b how amazing they tasted and how they can taste like fish i will never ever understand but yeah she did that for me so next up she's gonna make me some fake curry sauce ah very nice very nice i myself i myself primed i I just posted up on twitter about 40 minutes ago however when this episode drops, it won't be 40 minutes ago. It'll be something like nine days and 40 minutes ago. <laughs> um, I got a chips and curry sauce on the way home. And it was um, the usual chippy I go to. But when I'm getting fish or curry sauce, I go to a different chippy. But this time I thought I'd try out chippy. my regular chip chippy, chippy that's curry a Brit- sauce. That's a British colloquialism as well. That's a British colloquialism. Oh, two free teasers there. Jeez, we're giving it away for free now. Um, <laughs> and he had uh, curry sauce and... The portion size was bigger, and like I mentioned, it was a little bit sweeter. Spicy, my lips are still tingling. And uh, I wasn't sure at the time, but now, in the in the aftermath of the event, very pleased. We'll be revisiting that chippy for more chips and curry sauce. Good so man, that good was man. Good. Awesome. Um, the other thing, I've not really been up to much. Went to MCM Comic Con. <sighs> Apologies cool. to Smudger. Uh, I think we were going to try and uh, catch up there. Uh, he's a fan of the show, listener, and uh, I bailed on him on friday apologies when he went and then i ended up going on sunday but it was short notice and um i also my cousin went and he said let's meet up i said yeah yeah yeah." It wasn't until i got home that i was oh i forgot to meet up with him so <laughs> i was basically a disaster for everyone involved who who wanted to catch up with me so apologies to my cousin and smudger but i got a hell you, sca- you better not do that to me when we come out to the uk yeah, in december yeah. i'll arrange to meet you and i'll be like in uh, skegness or <laughs> istanbul or yeah, um, I was like, where are you? I'm in Istanbul, you chump. Um, so yeah, I got a, I had a Hellboy sketch, which I had done by Duncan Fregredo, who took over art on Hellboy from Mike Mignola cool. a few years ago. Cool. And he did a sketch at Nice, which was a convention in uh, the Midlands several years ago. And I got it inked by Will Ortego, who's a, a Marvel inker, and he did a bang up job, did like a, like a nice ink wash. That's also posted on Twitter. And I got some, I have a book called star wars doodles which is aimed at kids and it's kind of half completed mini star wars doodles amazing and instead of me doodling in the book i take that to conventions and get artists to uh, finish off the sketches so i've got there's about uh, i want to say about 100 in the book 
I reckon I've got about 45 done so far, nearly halfway, and I've got about another five done, I think, at the show, four done at the show. So eventually I'll start posting those online. That's really cool. But, um, awesome, apart from, apart from that, not been doing much. I There will be no retro gaming segment this week because I have done no retro gaming, so apologies. But I have... What the deuce? I'm retro gaming. That's what I'm playing. So don't be shaming, because then you'll be failing. Nintendo Power, not in the shower. Sega for the ages. Ghouls and Ghost Rages. Atari Jaguar. How did it get that far? Sony Playstations gave me sensations. And now I have to go and do some retro gaming. I said retro gaming. And I'm out. Uh, retro gaming. <laughs> so, yes, um, I've, been, I've been really busy in the retro gaming side of things. Tell me about it. So um, we had kind of family come over not too long ago and... We were watching the the Chiefs game. <laughs> not, it did not go well. Um, but basically... Oh, no, I tell a lie. It was for Halloween. We had a little Halloween get-together. Kate's brother, my brother-in-law, and the family come over. And we watched Return to Oz. Have you ever seen it? It's like the follow-up to Wizard of Oz. Uh, maybe. It is a little bit... I mean, Kate is terrified by it. Since she was a kid, she, there's so many things in that that just scare the crap out of her. So we watched that and earlier on in the day drew was like talking to me about having to get a snares or one of the like the i think the, he wanted the the mega drive what do they call it in the us i always uh, forget genesis. genesis he wanted to get the genesis emulator and and also the snares one and i said well i've got both of them here and we got, got, got chatting about it anyway one thing led to another and we had those both out and he was literally just cruising through the games and when they left obviously i was like well they're out now so i might as well you know yep. get involved played F Zero, so let's get let's get involved with the F Zero music in the background. Yeah, uh, yeah, on yeah. the snares, Quality. absolutely loved that game as a kid. Completed it a few times, but never on like the hardest level. It's tricky, man. It's when when you get on the hardest level, it is almost impossible. Like I'm, I'm just saying, almost impossible for someone of my level of of gaming. But yep. that the beginner took me a while to kind of defeat it. And the other day, I only got to. I think the fourth race before constantly just blowing up going going off the track and, and blowing up so i got four in and i'd won the first three you know the first three tracks so i was quite happy with myself um so that that went relatively well but i still haven't completed it the other game i played um was mario land and that was a lot of fun again but i forgot how like unless you play it often and you know every single thing that's about to come at you sometimes you just don't realize and like there's this one in like the first level there's this huge bullet that just appears and you have to just fortunately be in that little kind of like divot in the ground and duck otherwise you get killed and i just completely forgot that was on its way and obviously died a lot but yeah played a lot of that and uh, what was the other game i played and star fox so i wanted to get i wanted to basically get through star fox before playing star fox 2 and I'm getting to the point now where I just want to play Star Fox 2 because yeah, I get that's I'm, an exclusive. I think that's an exclusive on on that uh, mini. I don't think it ever got released. Interesting. I could be wrong. I could be very maybe it was wrong. A, maybe it was a Japanese only release or US only yeah. release or something like that. Maybe I don't know. In any case, because I've got the I've got the US version of the SNES um, yeah. mini. But my, and they call it the SNES or the Super NES or the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. They don't call it a SNES. 
Can you believe okay. that? Interesting. Yeah, chumps. When I said that, people were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I, what? It's easier to say, you weirdos. Um, in any case, I have been playing a lot of games and not completing any. There you go. Well done. Well done. Um, <laughs> uh, one other thing I have, well, I'm tempted to do tonight, uh, it being the 30th of October, is game seven of the world series and it's actually on at how are we how are we recording this episode before the halloween episode has even gone out (laughs) it's yeah game seven i've got a bet on i stand to win about 86 quid if the astros uh are the world series champions here they are one strike away one out away three two Washington Nationals are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Um, it wasn't three, going that three. way for a while, was it? Well, it's all six games, bizarrely, have been won by the away team. So, yeah. game seven tonight, it's eight minutes past midnight. Um, the pr- problem is, there's no point in watching half a game. So, it's not like, I'll uh, stay up and watch the first four innings. I know. Once you've committed to that, you might as well watch the whole thing. But I don't think I can afford to go to bed at 3, 3.30 a.m. So, What is it about American hmm. sports that just last for ages why is well, it like why are three i guess we've got i guess we've got test cricket which lasts five days but all right fair enough okay moving on um <laughs> let's talk about beverages we're deep into the show already we've even got a drink in our hands so let's beverage for the show beverage for the show beverage for the show now i am gonna go and drink my beverage for the show i don't know whose turn it is to go first so i'll go first then Do i it. got really <laughs> Sorry, I'm such a asshole. Do it. I got really lucky. I didn't have anything ready, and I thought, oh, because I was out yesterday, and I could have got it then. Didn't. Instead, I got your present for December. Wicked. Yeah, so you, you got that coming. So, I, you know, I, I raided the fridge in the garage, and fortunately, they were, there was a Fresca sparkling-flavoured soda, original citrus in there in the fridge. So I thought, yeah, I'll have that, thanks. In a standard metal can. Citrus flavour with other natural flavours. Established 1966. That was a good year for us, wasn't it? Yep. Less than 1% juice. Zero calories. So let's give this a, a bang, shall we? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that sounds good, doesn't it, on the old... Yeah, or, over one. all the really expensive audio equipment. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. That's actually... That's all right. Etta. That tastes a little bit like... Orangina, but like a like almost like a fainter orangina, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah a good. distant orangina. What's your beverage rating? I'm gonna give that a high seven. High seven. High seven. Uh, I I have got a. It's a bottle of beer. It is. You mean paradise. a bottle of gear? Yeah, it's Paradise Blackberry Milkshake IPA. Lovely stuff. Sounds no weird. No idea. No idea. Let's have a go on this. A dreamy, creamy seasonal special. That's not my words. That's the words on the... Uh, <laughs> the words bottle. of Top Gear magazine. <laughs> not my words, Carol. The words of Top Gear magazine. <laughs> uh, tart black brie balances well with a rich body and soft mouthfeel and a bouquet of New World hops. Let's just have another go. It's okay. I'm not getting any black brie, but... Um, all right, it's going to do the job for the rest of this podcast, that's for sure. Good. What are you giving it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a 6.5. That's quite good for me. <laughs> uh, 
I think I'm in a good mood, so we can only do one thing, and that's go inside Chief's mind. <laughs> this one will be familiar with lots of people. We had an exchange, me and you, recently. Yep. yep. And do you know what I'm going to say? No. Okay. <laughs> you was like, yes, we did. Yes, we did. We talked. I know oh, we had an we, exchange, though. We, oh, <laughs> we chatted. We chatted uh, via uh, the Twitter chat. And literally, one message from you, then one message from me, were both autocorrected incorrectly. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. And I, I, I'm tempted to... Oh, I should have got this primed ready. I was, was going to say, I'll scroll back to the messages. I can't even think what they are now. But I'll you tell you. I'll tell you. Oh, I'm, can there. You? I'm there oh, yeah? already. Go on. Okay, so... The thing is, we talk a lot on Twitter. We're like an actual married couple on Twitter. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, or can just do it during recording tomorrow, says you. I say, sure, let's do that. I will put the interview on the back burner for now and focus on the Halloween so... Do. Ep. Jesus. Autocorrect can kiss my... Got yeah. an old bellboy sketching 10cm yesterday. <laughs> oh. Now I'm at it. Hellboy. Yeah. I prefer yeah, bellboy bell or bellend. <laughs> and that's how it finished. So, in fact, now discussing it, I don't know why that's annoyed me because it's quite funny. Hilarious but maybe is what it was. Maybe it's at the time annoying, post-autocorrect, maybe jolly. I think that's a good thing, actually. It's a good thing to mention because autocorrect is a pain in the in the moment. But when you read them back, my God, I've never... I'm actually holding back the lols yeah, right now. Yeah. So, can I suck back in... Back in Chief's mind? Gross. Gross. Hello. But yes, um, you can. Yeah, okay. Uh, I want to talk about comics. Comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Larry Hammer writes them cheap and Chris discuss them. Whoa. Comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Larry Hama writes them cheap and Chris discuss them. Whoa. So, this week we are talking Real American Hero 143, 144, 145. Issue 143. Cover. Excuse me. Yeah, I cover. think that covers it, actually. Yeah, that covers um, it. This is Scarlet in what appears to be a swampy, quicksandy thing trying to grab a branch above her head. Can we talk about quicksand for a second and how yeah. incredibly like terrifying it was as a child? Uh, yes. and that, how big a deal it was made as a child, and then I, have we talked well, about I this d- before? I thought, I thought that was no, no. I thought that was just me because quicksand. Why was quicksand such a big thing in our youth to be afraid of? It was. Were it there was movies. In, yeah, there was oh, a few Flash movies Gordon. there. Flash Gordon did it. Um, yeah. Princess Buck Rogers Bride. did it. Uh, who did you say? Princess Bride. I thought it said Princess Die. I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. she died in a car accident, mate. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There was there was loads of shows and cartoons and Lone Ranger and all that kind of right. stuff. They they all did this stuff, yeah. But still, what? Like it? You just I don't know. It just seemed to be such a big deal back then. Anyway, back to Snake. Yeah, anyway, Eyes. she it says trapped on Cobra's Dark Island. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Cobra's is it Cobra Island? I thought this place had no affiliation with Cobra. This is the confusing part of this entire story. Very quickly, this is this is a, a fill-in crew. It says a G.I. Joe jam by Eric Fine, Jesse De Orozco, Tim Turoy, and Dave Sharp. And then you've got Vic Sutherland, Tom Mandrake, uh, M. Hands, Rick Parker, Bob Shireen. Mandrake. Whole- Master of magic spells and illusion. Enemies crumble in fear and confusion. Mandrake. Defenders 
It's a big list of creators here, and just to frame it, this takes place uh, before the previous Ninja Four Issues Snake Eyes arc, because Scarlet is training in the training facility, and then Hawk comes in and basically gives her a mission to take her mind off off of you know. Uh, her not being accepted by Ninja Force, etc. And they send her to the Dark Island. And he says, This is Safe House, the Caribbean island run by Madame Umbra. Her operation handles prisoner exchanges for the Super Nations and for a fee. Suspected that she is routing her funds into the coffers of terrorist organisations. But Cobra's never mentioned Yeah, that's true. You're very right. Like, it must be a mistake on the cover then. Yeah, so basically she's going undercover as a Russian spy... And she's taking Rock and Roll and Breaker yep. as her supposed prisoners to be offloaded to this safe house island. I, I must, I gotta say, I've gotta say that it's obviously it's a flashback I- issue, and it's a it's a one off, and it's basically focusing on Scarlet, who has just come back and gone through that arc where she faked. Oh, is this going, oh, I thought this was before that arc. Oh, you're, you're saying ro- this is after? Uh, that's a, that's actually that's a very good point. Con- continuity is between, was it 134 and 135? So this is just before the betrayal happens, right? I think, oh, it says at the beginning, con- yeah, continuity hounds, yes, take note, this issue, yes, you're right. So this happens just before? This is before, yeah, because that arc, betrayal. is one, what is it, 135 to 138, yeah, whatever it is. But this is before the betrayal, yeah. Yeah, interesting. So this probably would have been better to happen before that happened, so that you could see her struggling with the ninja force Yeah, side I think of things. it's probably one of those situations where you know wildman's off the book and they needed a excuse me a fill-in issue and this was kind of the best they could come up with the art isn't very good is it the art isn't very good there's some troubling sort of scripting i mean there's a bit here where uh the three joes are in a dinghy going towards the dark island and scarlet says there'll be trouble and uh rock and roll says so sure scarlet and she says "Uh uh-huh i'm going in as a russian remember uh, what? So Russians cause trouble? Is that what she's saying? Either that, or she's not Russian, and therefore it'll be an issue because she's not going to be able to, you know, portray a Russian person very well. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's how I read it. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. But um, yeah, she goes in, and they get rumbled immediately. They find out that she's. Oh, that you meet Madame Umbra, who's kind of like this fierce leader of this this safe house. It's like some impenetrable fortress. And they get rumbled immediately. Um, and <laughs> there's a few silly bits. So uh, Breaker and Rock and Roll have been put into a room with an electric guitar in there for some reason. And Breaker's like, don't worry, I can handle it. Oh, this is before they've been rumbled, actually. And he opens his belt up and he's got like little toolkit, like some spanners and some screwdrivers. Why couldn't he have just had a briefcase or a, a bag with tools in? Because they what? didn't search him or anything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just the, this issue to I long long and short of it hostages, is yeah. is basically filler, and it doesn't really do much to 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 do anything. It's really just a a throwback. One thing it does do, I suppose, it does give us a look, throwback to see Breaker, who is obviously not with us anymore in yes. the continuity. So it's nice to get a character that you didn't think you were going to see again, you know, yeah. pop up again, which is nice. Because there's there's also supposed to be a prisoner exchange, a Scarlet. Uh, is bringing in the the Americans theoretically to exchange or dump off, and she's going to take out a, a Russian prisoner. And it turns out that he is then just disposed of very quickly. And I'm not sure what the whole point of him was. And like you say, it's it's very just, much filler. 
Yeah. I don't recognise the writer's name, so I suggest they had a short career in the world of comics because it's not that good. Apologies if you're listening. Maybe it was just someone stepping in and doing the job, like you said, you know, like rushing it out there. But I've also noticed another thing. It seems like the art for the modern day uh, parts at the beginning and the end are different to the throwback kind of flashback part. They do look decidedly different in their art styles. Yes. And I wonder if they did that, obviously, to... Because I do get this vibe that the flashback part of the issue does look very much like the original run like the original first few issues that kind of vibe they've got going on and it's probably the use of the characters but also i think the layouts and the way that they're drawn are very similar to that that early gi joe marvel kind of style so i think they've done that on purpose and then when they come back to scarlet it's all like a different style again on purpose almost to show a you know like a growth or like a distance between the two art styles but i must say that I'm not a fan of this particular issue, and I don't think no. it's very strong, which is a shame because I love Scarlet and I love her Ninja Force character as well. But I think that she's drawn in such an impractical way as well in this particular issue, like cans hanging out all over the place. Yeah, there's a bit here where Breaker's on a computer trying to crack a code or do something, and then one of the computers blows up, and you go to the next page, and Madame Umbra goes, My computer! And Scarlet's response is, Bad time to get maternal, madam. What? I don't understand. She thought the computer was her a kid. child. <laughs> don't understand that bit. No. And that... Then, then there's another bit a bit later where uh, the Joes have now escaped and Scarlet has gone in the uh, aforementioned cover quicksand uh, of which um, Rock and Roll has got her out of. And then they're saved by... A submarine, Breaker's got on the horn, he's called in some reinforcements, they're saved by a submarine, and the guys coming out of it literally look like World War Two marines coming on the beach. There's one guy with a so cigarette true, in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know, it's just very... And then Madame Umbra is under gunpoint from Scarlet and basically pulls the trigger and commits suicide. Yeah, she grabs the gun and just, yeah, goes, shoots herself, basically. Yeah. And we we know that because Char- Scarlet says, no, she pressed the trigger herself. Why? Why? No one speaks the answer. <laughs> what? And then, then you, you get, yeah, yeah, because the writer didn't know. Then you get the final <laughs> framing page back to the present day where Scarlet is getting the pep talk from Hawk and she's got. She's yeah. got a like, is, ninja sword, is, and that, that, that Star little, Wars, isn't it? That basically? little boy is like the remote when uh, Luke is on the Millennium Falcon, isn't yeah. it? And uh, yeah. it, the remote even looks like it. It's like yeah. with the blast shield down, I can't even see. How am I supposed to fight? Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. With the blast shield down, I can't even see. How am I supposed to fight? Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. Zwap, oh, zwap, zwap. Yeah, yeah. I could almost see the remote. And then, then the like, we've got to talk about the last bit. See, you've got to believe in yourself and put the rough times behind you. Move on. It's the only way to stay sane. And she says, you're right. It's just hard for me to accept the fact that I can't save everyone every time. But it is something to strive for. What? I mean, that is just utter rubbish, I think. Which is a shame. I don't want it to be, but it is utter rubbish. This is going to be the lowest score for a comic I've ever given on this show, I think. And just before we yo-jo it, when I turn the page after that, it's Comic Ad Talk! Comic talk, oh, comic talk. Stop. Rewind, selector. 
It's comic talk, but not as you know it. I'm asking Chris questions. Let's hope he don't blow it. I found some ads in this comic I'm reading. Chris's brain is working overtime, I think. You hear it bleeding. NFL and NBA trading cards. He's digging up answers like bodies in graveyards, cereal, candy, and video games. His knowledge is good. Is it as good as he claims? Can he name the X-Men or even the Avengers? London answers like right hook might need some dentures. If you don't like this segment, you best take a walk, because it's comic ad talk within comic talk. So, I have got an advert here for an acclaim sports game it says 16 meg gridiron action on both genesis and super nez stiff arm blocks dukes blitzes diving tackles and more all 28 teams 128 offensive and defensive plays playoff and super bowl matchups nfl quarterback cub club cub club either you're the best or you're just one of the rest so now on this picture everyone's favorite uh, sports time segment um <laughs> mine and yours no one else's one two three four five six seven eight nine i've got 10 quarterbacks for you to name now from 19 uh, this is december 93 can you name them i'm happy to give you teams okay if you want that works okay let's go let's just i'm just going top i'm going left to right top to bottom as you would read anything in the Western Hemisphere. Um, there's the Western Hemisphere, is not even thing, is it? North and South Hemisphere. Um, anyway, <laughs> New York Giants. New York Giants. Who I was believe there? this man. I believe this man won a Super Bowl and then got injured in a subsequent season, and the backup went on to lead the team to a Super Bowl victory. No, sorry, I can't think of any. Uh, I can't think of a Giants quarterback. First name Phil McCracken. Yes. No, Phil Sims. Yeah, I never would have got that. Never would have got that in a million Uh, years. Next one. This man lost four Super Bowls in a row. Fudge. Why don't I know that? Who? What team does he play for? Buffalo Bills. Oh, the Bills. Oh goodness me. No. (coughs) Jim Kelly. Didn't know that. Uh, Four in a row. Okay. Next. Next one is uh, Redskins. I'm not sure how long a career this man had. Was he post Redskins Super Bowl? Yeah, Redskins won the Super Bowl in '87, I think. So he would have been post. So Doug Williams won the Super Bowl with the Redskins, uh, first African American quarterback to do so. Then this man, I think, when Doug Williams faded away, this man came in. I don't think you're going to get it. I'm just going to tell you. Hang on. I think his surname is like you, you buy some fruit at the at the grocery shop. You bring it home, and it's not quite ready, so it needs to ripen. Yeah, and then it's not quite ripen. It's something just a little bit different. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get it. Uh, Mark Rippon. Yeah, I was not. I, yeah. Uh, next one is this guy loved to scramble around as a quarterback. He's kind of a big lanky guy. Uh, Cunningham. Yes, Randall Cunningham. Very good. Then this guy also used to like to run around. He won Super Bowls. He backed up and then superseded. Uh, a very famous Hall of Fame quarterback. This guy's Hall of Fame as well. Play this team. I think this team's won four Super Bowls. Very, very famous quarterback that he replaced. And I think I don't know if he's still. In, I think he's better than. Um, what team? Uh, San Francisco. Oh, uh, Young. Yes, Young. Uh, this guy has come up before on a previous segment. Elway. And you didn't get him last time. It's he not Elway then. Played for the Houston Oilers. Oh, sugar plums. It's in the sky. Uh, moon. Warren Moon. Yes. Warren Moon. Well done. 
Right, okay, this guy... Do you know, I almost had Warren Moon on the, on the tip of my tongue, and when you said in the sky, I'm like, oh no, it's not Warren Moon then. Thinking, <laughs> Hang on, no, it no. is, he's just at yeah. night. <laughs> right, yeah, he's not in the sky. Uh, yeah, right, okay, yeah, Warren's son. This guy, I don't really remember him playing for this team, he more famously played for another team, he is also an NFL analyst on the TV, he's a comms, and his first name is a loud sound, and also the name of a young X-Man. Or she was young, and then she changed her name to be like a double, double-barreled version of this name. She was in X Force. Uh, oh uh, no, you've thrown me completely off. Boomer Assassin. Oh, Boomer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Carry on. And then this—you've got three more to go. Hang with us, people. We're getting there. Uh, this guy played for the Browns. There's a there's a couple of movies centering around a dead man uh, not on a weekday. <laughs> Bernie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You're going to have to tell Bernie me. Bernie Kozar. No, I wouldn't have got that. Okay. This guy, think about a horse with people inside it. Oh, Troy Aikman. Yeah. Uh, I think it's better when I give you, like, silly clues. Well, I've got a few quarterbacks written down as in okay. that I when you mention quarterbacks I'm like right just write as many quarterbacks that I know from that okay. era down and you've, Troy well, Aikman guy, was on that this guy you've said already in this segment oh, today John Elway correct we did it people we did it let's move on to issue 144 quickly so on this cover well, you have it got... wasn't as long for them as it just was for us don't forget no we had a power cut people in the middle of that we had a power cut can you believe it my missus did the ironing and it tripped the fuse in the house lights went out everywhere I'm going Chris Chris where are you where are you then I realised what had happened I was dead anyway <laughs> he was dead we brought him back to life with the power of Joe the power of Joe yeah Next. So, G.I. Joe starring Snake Eyes, issue 144. He is on the cover holding a limp Scarlet. <laughs> they're, both in their, they're both in their combat fatigues. His face is kind of shrouded in shadow, and it says the untold origin. So, this is a callback to another when we flashback. Got the, another flashback. Yeah, when we got the, I think it was issue like 26 and 27. Can I just say something that we didn't talk about in that last issue? Yes. It's called G.I. Joe starring Snake Eyes, isn't it? He wasn't in oh, is that it? issue. 143, is it? Let me have a look at the cover. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, he's not in it. He's at talked all. about. At well, all. Talk, Ninja Force are talked about. It's not even Snake Eyes' name reference. So, yeah. Incredible. On, Incredible. And Cobra, Cobra weren't even in it. So, anyway. Can I just say, in this cover, I feel like it's a great idea and it's really poorly executed. Okay, I didn't mind this issue too much. No, no, the cover. Oh, okay. I like it, apart from the ghostly Snake Eyes figure top right. It looks like Destro. Yeah, it's weird. Or it looks like Snake Eyes and he's got like an old Sony Walkman on his head. (laughs) Uh, You just described Destro, yeah. Not a Walkman, but a Walkman headphones, obviously. That would look silly if he just had a Walkman sitting on top of his head. Um, Yeah, so we saw this briefly back in, I think it was 26 and 27, where we're getting a bit of Snake Eyes history. No, was it 26 and 27? It was, it was, it was, it was was another throwback throughout the Marvel run. Yeah, we we, we see like a very quick... Like, Maybe it was in the 40s or something like that where they're doing the whole Cobra Commander stuff. I don't know. I should know, but I can't remember. I feel, but anyway, like, I feel like we covered it, possibly. There's like maybe maybe there's like one or two pages where you see them going on this desert mission and Snake Eyes gets his face ravaged, you know, etc. Now this is... A bit more detail, isn't it? A bit more detail, but not actually too much more detail because no, then the story actually goes on to what the mission was yeah. and we would have assumed that... 
he would have gone to immediately to medical care. But as it turns out, he's so tough that he continued the mission. <laughs> Charlie um, this Mike. Pick, this yeah, CM, Charlie Mike, continue mission. This picks up where, pre-flashback, where the guys, the Ninja Force are escaping from, where are they, Transcarpathia? And while Bill has come in and he's taking... Who's he taking? He's taking Scarlet, um, Snake Eyes, Stalker, and someone to go to do a debrief. They're going to debrief Scarlet about Doctor Bigglesworth Jones, and uh, the other guys, Ninja Force and Roadblock, and Snake Eyes, Rock and Roll, and Stalker as well. That was the other three. Yeah, yeah, they go. The others go their separate ways, and then when they get in the chopper, Snake Eyes, they they sort of retell the flashback. You know, he ties a piece of bandana or something on to stop the door shutting, which is what caused his uh, incident, the plume of gas or whatever, to blow his face off. Then we get a few pages of callbacks to that, of a bit more detail. Um, and then, like we, like we <laughs> can said, I, can I, say I don't one, see the funniness involved here. There's one, there's one panel that made me laugh, and it's when... Snake Eyes is in the Jeep with Rock and Roll and Grunt. Grunt's driving, Rock and Roll's in the back with his, his machine gun sticking out. And they're talking, basically. And Snake Eyes is in the front looking like Dark Man with the blooming wrap round his face. And it just looks hilarious. It look, it doesn't look like badass at all. It just looks funny because like, there's a bit of the, ban- the bandage is sticking out. So yeah, it looks like it hasn't off. been put on very well. Yeah, yeah, well done. And he's got like a big bump on his head. <laughs> Um, so Mr. funny Mr. Bump yeah. it's so um, funny then they rendezvous with Stalker because where are they I, I forget where they are they're in some sort of don't know Middle Eastern country somewhere and um, what's the actual again this is one of those ones where I read it about an hour ago and I forgot what the plot is already what what are they there to do i always do the same thing because i read this and i don't have any issues and then you ask me that question and i'm always like do you know what i don't really know like none of it has any point to it you know none of it has any like real life kind of consequence it's always just a mission that they're on because they've been sent to do this mission and it's always hostage related or in this case it's hostage yeah. related but in oh uh, yes know- it is of course Str- george straw hacker of course uh, i'm just giving a quick shout out to the team uh, larry harmer's back on script uh, will rosado's on pencils chip wallace is on inks uh, bob shireen's colors and vicky williams is on letters but yes you're right of course it's a hostage scenario they're going to get draw george straw hacker who of course famously becomes snake eyes brother-in-law and was recently killed in barovia when the white clown debacle and all that stuff but interesting point here when they get to the safe house where they're gonna try and rescue george this is filled with cobras now when is this supposedly set this flashback is this before issue one where we kind of see Cobra for the first time. Yeah, this is an issue. This is a problem because this is something I'd, I'd kind of written down as well. It's the fact that we're seeing Vipers and we're seeing like... Toxo Viper Toxo there. Viper. A new Toxo yeah. Viper. A new outfitted Toxo Viper. A Tele Viper, which again, they were around eventually, but not from the off. So it's almost kind of basically saying they've been around this long. We just didn't have them in toy form at that stage. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like they yeah. existed just off panel. And I don't know when, I can't remember when this was set. I'm sure. Oh, this is way Snake before, Eyes This is way before. Bl- yeah, of course, because in G.I. Joe issue one, Snake Eyes is already yeah, it's the, way, ma- it's the be- masked man. So this is before Cobra was supposedly on the scene. Yes. So this is this is basically way before issue one. So it makes no sense that those guys should be in there. However, 
like so I Larry's said, lost the plot a it's bit. almost like they threw them in there just because it's like, well, we'll just claim that they've been around forever and we just didn't have them yet, you know? Okay. All right, yeah. And then a uh, silly bit here. Snake Eyes busts in to a room where there's three guys strapped to chairs in their boxes and briefs and, and their white vests. One of them is the real George Strawhacker. Two of them are Cobra agents with guns behind their backs. And it's kind of a, a little, ooh, who could it be? A little mystery. Why don't the Cobras just shoot Snake Eyes as soon as he comes in? Not just that, but if you're going to do a mission, you're given information about that mission and you're given a picture of the hostage that you're, like, you know, going <laughs> to yeah, go get. Yeah. So he yeah. knows who George Strawhacker is but anyway. So I don't really yeah. get the whole... All right, yeah, because then he just opens fire on the two Cobras. Yeah, he clearly knows who it was, so he's yeah. done his homework. So Cobra are chumpolas right there. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's, it's kind of wraps up with a, a soon-to-be hawk he's now just uh colonel what's his first name cm abernathy what's cm clayton m abernathy yeah he's he's chatting to who will obviously become hawk as we know and love uh george strawhacker's chatting to him and just telling him about snake eyes and what a sad sorry case he is and then yeah that that's kind of it flashback to the present and they're saying poor george blah 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 blah. i just think the last two issues have been some of the weakest that we've it's ever better seen than one four three and what we failed to do my fault uh, i got distracted with the quarterback club we failed to yojo cola one four three so now let's one four three and one four four let's do them do them both so one four three is gonna get a three for me <sighs> holy tortilla chips chris gives a three Chief is going in with a four. Why have you done that? Is it is three just too much for you? Um, you honestly think... prefer it more than a three. Tell me, explain yourself. It's a good shout. Let me. I've, I think. <laughs> I think uh, you're you're munching on some potato chips. I'm having some they... popcorners. Thai sweet popcorn. sweet chili popcorners. They're like they're like Doritos, but Pop, made wait minute, of popcorn. Wait they're amazing. Pop popcorners. There's an ers on the end. Yes, popcorners. Okay. Right, yep. fine. Um, just looking at my, I've got the every story, every Joe story ever list here. So far, I've ranked ninety-seven GI Joe stories. You good, sir? Have ranked five, four, forty-five. Because oh. obviously, you're coming a bit later. I have got one four on the list, and it's issue sixty, cross purposes, which is the Todd McFarlane art issue. Right. And then I've got uh, a bag full of fives. So is this is this worse than issue sixty? Um, is this worse than issue sixty? I am going to give it a low four. I'm going to say yes, it is worse. So it is going to be the worst one on the list as a low four. Wow, you're going three. Your lowest, just out of interest, your lowest so far. You've given two fours so far. And just to refresh your memory, they were issue 81, Plots oh. and Tracts, mm-hmm. by Larry Harmer, Marshall Rogers, and Hudson. I don't even remember what happens in that issue. Neither do I. Plots and Tracts. don't know why you get That's why it's low on the list. And issue 27 of Special Missions, which was Mexican Holiday. Oh, yeah. With a quick kick in the bus. That was bone. Yeah, yeah that was poor. And then 144, what are you giving that? I'll give that a five. Because it's five, it kind of you know gives you a bit more in like detail around that particular era. You get Snake Eyes again, like a bit more of his history, 
um, even though we already knew knew it, this is kind of developing it and then talking about the mission afterwards. It's not great, but it's not as bad. Yeah, I think I um, I think the art lets it down. Oh, the it's art a shame let it Will down. Rosado's very good. I think I'm going to give it a high five. Looking <laughs> at my other ones. <laughs> No, not literally a high five. (laughs) I was a bit slow there. Uh, Right, let's move on to issue 145. Cover in this issue, Cobra Commander wins. I've read the issue, not sure he does win. I know, that's another thing. It's really like, what? Does he? What's he winning? But anyway, he's on the cover, clenched fist, flanked by Mindbender, the dude from Barovia. What's his name? Metz. Metz. Someone who's on the left of Metz don't recognize both sides aren't they they're just yeah. like nameless vipers probably supposed to be like something that and we just can't work out who it is because it's drawn so poorly okay and this is script larry harmer we've got a new regular penciler for a few issues which is phil gossier uh, inks is chip wallace Le- colors is by chi or much, chai much better art uh, lettering is vicky williams so yeah i mean it's more cartoony he's like a poor man's michael golden michael golden you'll remember did Bucky some O'Hare. The, some of the work in the annuals. Um, did he do Bucky O'Hare, did he? Golden did, yeah. And yes, so it's a bit more cartoon. It's kind of... But some of the art's nice. And page three, yes. immediately, yes. White Clown and Magda killed in yes. action. I mean, I, you know, I'm not one for really enjoying the deaths of characters. It's not, f- no. not really nice. Murder, let's just say murder is not something we can we, we condone on Talking Joe. I would have... However... <laughs> I would have happily just not seen them again, you know, but no, we had to yeah. have them killed. And what's interesting is that Metz is like talking to them and he's like basically throwing out all the bulls or the bravado or whatever. And Cobra Commander just comes up and just absolutely rat-a-tat-tats them to death, which is really brutal and really yeah. kind of like, what? Last week kind of saw Metz was the scumbag who... In the original, in the in the course of that last arc in Barovia, he was kind of a goodish guy. Then he turned into a scumbag. But here we see him, and he got saved. They were going to people going to string him up by his Buster Browns and uh, hang him. But they saved here, his life. Yeah, they saved his life. And so here we see him, kind of. Well, I'm not going to. They're going to get a fair trial and all that kind of jazz. And Cobra Commander's like, nope, these guys are for the chop. So what I brutal it is. I mean, basically, you see here that Metz is in Cobra Commander's pocket. Effectively, there's nothing yes. like he he's got no no power here. It's all Cobra, and they've renamed it something else. I mean, it's not called Borovia anymore. No, it's called like Borigia Krasny Marengo. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. I just want to pick up before we break into that stuff. Why are Spirit and Mutt in court? Looks like they were about to get tried for some kind of crimes, uh, but immediately it's just case dismissed. Millville, it's the yeah, Mil- but what Millville what, thing? Yeah, but what? I don't understand why causing an uprising. I think it's causing the uprising that led to like the deaths of lots of people, including the the kids that were in under their care. I think it was right. that situation. Okay, all right, all right. Mutt looks like he's back in his old costume. Is it? No, I don't know. Kind of. Well, someone yeah. is back in their old costume in this. Spirit um, is Spirit is an air. Did he commando. have a new costume? Yeah, he's an air commando at this point, so he's got like. Right. I don't think we. Look. This is the only version we've ever seen of Spirit in the comic, though. I, I think. think you're right. Uh, I don't think we've seen him as an air commando, and we certainly haven't seen him as Slaughter's Marauders. So yeah, I think you're right on that one. And then Stalker's kind of back to his old gear because he's got Stalker's his beret on. Kind of back to his old gear. Um, someone, someone else I spotted as well. Anyway, can't remember. But um, 
There are plenty of people in new in new outfits, which means it can only be fashion talk. Armani, Prada, Versace too. Joe's changed their outfits from black to blue. Duke and Hawk, look but don't gawk. Changing their kit. Whoa, is that legit? Swapping camo jackets, headgear and boots. It's now neon colours and funky space suits. Sci-fi stalker and even Roblox. While Bill, Flint and Mutt gave me a shot. So go take a walk if clothes aren't your passion. Because it's comic book talk and lovely G.I. Joe fashion. Fashion talk. Uh. Um... <laughs> So here we see Star Brigade. Yes, we do. And this is uh, Roadblock Sci-Fi Payload Space. I don't Space Shot. New is new character. New? Yep. Okay. And Duke. Correct. And they've all got new outfits. Correct. And they all had figures. Just outfits. before you just say to me, I didn't realise they had action figures. Of these they all were actual action figures too. They strike like lightning across the globe. A cobra force more powerful than ever before. Destroying everything in their path to get the raw materials they need to construct the ultimate weapon. And rule the world! But standing in their way, the greatest fighting force ever assembled! Bigger, tougher, and more determined than ever to crush Cobra with awesome new combat divisions. G.I. Joe Battle Corps. We're going to knock you cold. G.I. Joe Ninja Force. You'll be seeing stars. G.I. Joe Mega Marines. This fight's really getting ugly. And G.I. Joe Star Brigade. We gotta stop meeting like this. The lines are drawn and the forces of good and evil dig in for battle. And this time, the battle's bigger than ever. G.I. Joe. American Um, so space shot. He was a pilot of something, or he was just a space based. No, guy. he he came on a single carded Star Brigade carded figure, so he was just a, a character. Right. Effectively, and, they're all like space pilots in a way. And the space bit doesn't. Nothing much really happens. They launch. You don't know at this point why they're launching. Yeah, yeah. That's going to come next episode when we cover the next three issues. But the only other thing I was going to... Well, not the only... You know, unless there's something you want to discuss about these guys. It's mentioned here, when the space shuttle launches... Yes. It says, in the high Sierras, we get Scarlet and Snake Eyes, who are just on it by a bonfire with timber, enjoying a nice peaceful thing. And they see the G.I. Joe space shuttle in the sky. Whereabouts is the high Sierras? I, I, this is an honest question. I don't know where that is. I looked it up not too long the ago. the G.I. Joe base is in Utah. My only question is, is it close enough that they would see the space shuttle? It's in California. Well, I don't know my geography that well. Is that close to Utah? Yeah, it's on. It's it's not too far away. I mean, you've okay, got so you've got California, well you've got Arizona, uh, you've got uh, Nevada, and then you've got Utah on the other side of Nevada. So there's, there's a there's a separation there, but they'd probably be able to see it. Maybe. Okay. Marvel Comics bullshit. It's Marvel Comics yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Other stuff that's happening here. Rock and Roll and Stalker have gone to the Arlington National Cemetery to pay their respects to the their long-lost buddies. And they actually give a call-out, I think, to everyone who's died in yeah. the pages of G.I. Joe. Even Mangala yeah. gets, and a, cool gets, breeze. A, yeah. gets a forced reference because um, he says, and that kid who bought it in the desert, Cool Breeze. And Stalker's like, I thought you were talking about the other kid in the other desert, Mangala. What's it's it like all for, Stalker? Forced, yeah. It's, it's our job yeah. to do the unspeakable and be forgotten. Harsh, man. Yeah. But, I mean, that you know, that scene, is it? poignant or overdone I, I don't mind it too much you know it's so it even give a reference to a flag there i'm not sure why it's in there though i no. can understand it being in there for a reason 
but it's it's out of nowhere and has no basis on the story. So I don't quite understand why, unless it was just they wanted to fill some space. I don't, I, you know, I don't really understand why they're because they. I mean, they're zipping around a lot in this issue. There's like, you know, we look, we we go to what was it at the beginning? Uh, we get Destro here. We get Castle Destro. Yeah, we've got Castle Destro. Well, we've got well, the Dreadnoughts. Yeah. We've got the Arlington Cemetery. We're going all over the place basically with this yeah. one. It's and almost like a character catch-up kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. What is everyone doing? Where is everybody? And then obviously Mindbender reveals to Cobra Commander that yeah. Destro and Zartan have actually got implants that can be activated to control their minds if yep. he shows them his real face under his mask. Yes. So, yeah. What, what's your thought on Destro in the new armour with the silver faceplate instead of the gold? I don't really mind too much. Was there a figure of that version? There's a figure with his gold head in that yeah, get-up, but, but not I knew with that. I knew that head. one, but is there not this get-up with silver? The re- well, pedant- if I'm being really pedantic, yes, there is in the modern era. They did two oh, versions okay. of the same Destro with a silver and, and silver and gold head as an yeah. homage to that, I think, to you okay. know him being in it in the comic in both versions yeah now there isn't there isn't a vintage one sorry there's something here which has annoyed annoys me and it's annoyed me for quite a while in that i like to see more okay in the beginning of the issue we did see troops cobra troops etc but here's a prime example when zartan spots someone with the binox coming up to the castle and then destro baroness and zartan all go down to see who it is I would much prefer... I'm not seeing any, any of Destro's guards or men milling around. What I'd prefer was, you know, the guards go out, greet this guy, and we see more hustle and bustle of this being... Like we saw in issue 57, where Flint and Lady J bust into Destro's castle, you know, and there's, there's loads of Destro's troops and guard yeah. around. I would have much preferred them have vetted the guy, you know, more security, that kind of thing. It just feels like... Destro, Baroness and Zartan are the only people in this whole castle. <laughs> yeah. And also, just, I don't he know. just knocks on the front door and they go and open it. It's very... It's like a house. It's like, that's not how it works. Like, you, you, the amount of effort it would take to open that f***ing front door. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, I feel uh, yeah. like we've definitely... Larry's definitely just been focusing on main named characters for quite a while now. Yeah. And kind of disregarding the little man but why is Destro so happy to see Billy? And why is Billy a 12-year-old? I can't answer those questions. Billy, I suppose, it's just for what they've been through together. But at the same time, what, like, it, th- there was always a joke, in, you know, like an in-joke in the community that Billy aged really quickly and nobody else did. You know, like right. everyone else is exactly the same. It feels like it's been like a year in, its, like, in, in time and he's, he's jumped about 10 years. So, yeah, it's it's weird. And why is Zorana driving a motorbike through the window? <laughs> Comic effect, yeah, yeah, I think. Effective, effect with a shoom. We also see, um, like, what the other thing I found a bit kind of throwaway was, like, the Ninja Force setting up a dojo for free oh, yeah. in, like, a rough neighbourhood. <laughs> and then they have to fight some thugs who kind of, you know, uh, scare them with guns and they just do them over and it's done and then the kids come over and they're like oh that was so cool man yeah teach and, us yeah teach us the ways how much will it cost it's free yeah. like, what and then he sure? says he says anybody can join even the dtks which was the gang earlier does that stand for anything do you think the dtks don't touch kids yes even they can join why are we letting them join because <laughs> they don't touch kids right <laughs> yeah fair i suppose <laughs> fair um <laughs> 
anyway, it's, it's and then throw, as, like I, f- I feel like these three issues are very throwaway. Like, yeah, I don't, re- you know, I, the, I, there's a big like rev- it, the thing is, is, I mean, it's leading up to Cobra Commander getting control of Zartan and Destro again, which is in, it's yeah. significant, definitely. And as if Billy turning up unannounced with no alarms going off wasn't enough. Next thing you know, they're all sitting down with a turkey roast, Baroness Destro, Zartan, and Billy. And there's a knock-knock on the door, and it's Cobra Commander, all on his own, and then pulls his hood off, because his face is supposedly going to transfix Zartan and Destro. But we'll have to find out what happens next issue. Well, what are you going to give it? I'm going to say this one gets... I'm going to give it a six, a low six, because the art is good enough for it to not be as as the other two we've just read. Yep, I think I'm also going in with a six as well, which is... Uh, I've got some letters. I've skipped ahead a few issues, just some letters. And let's have a look. Yo Joe's Re-144. I'm glad to see that such a defining moment in Snake Eyes history has finally been fully detailed. I've been waiting with the story for about nine years. I'm glad that you remembered Grunt. All in all, good job. Nathan Gillespie, 2026, uh, Muscatine Avenue, Iowa City, 52240-6470. Uh, give Nathan a letter. Let him know you've read his letter. Um, Hello, Joes. I am very disappointed. The G.I. Joe comic is getting out of hand. The characters are too much of superheroes. In issue 144, you rewrote Snake Eyes Origin. There is no way Snake Eyes could go on a mission with third-degree burns and major tissue trauma. You made him look like the accident never happened, when he, in reality, should feel agonising pain as he moves. Not even a ninja should be able to handle that. It is time to get real. Over to other things... Get rid of that blasted brainwave scanner. Hey, you like this guy. <laughs> Every plot you make involves that thing. And last but not least, Firefly, the faceless master of the Rashikage clan. Come on, that's too much. Firefly is a saboteur and assassin, not a ninja. Uh, Henrik Eriksson, Ringwagen, 106, uh, 13731, Vastahanagach, Sweden. I don't mind it being fanciful and crazy and ridiculous, but I, it has to be good. And I think that some of the issues were really struggling to do that, you know, like, because you can be fanciful, fanciful and crazy and at the same time be really entertaining. It has happened in, like, the, like say, like the last six or seven episodes we've covered. There, it's just been up and it's just been dramatically up and down for me, like either hit or miss, really. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Next week we'll be doing 146, 147, 148, which I think is mainly Star Brigade stuff. Star Brigade to save the day. And I assume Cobra Commander Destro Zartan concluding stuff, but um, I haven't read it in a long time, so we'll find out. But right now, we've got to talk about toys. Well, I don't, you do. Chris talks about toys, ho, ho. Chris talks about G.I. Joe. He talks about all the things from the comic book and the animated show. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. I does, and I is <laughs> going to talk about Ninja Force Scarlet because let's face it, we didn't have much to really choose from in those issues in terms of kind of characters and and figures and stuff. Like I could go for some. Yeah, quick intercept. You don't have to base it around the comics we've read. No, but that's the whole point of my Chris Talks Toys segment is that it it kind of marries nicely with the episode we're covering. It's like thematic, you know? Got it, got it. I know what you're saying, though. Like, I I don't have to go with that. I just feel like it's a nice, tight bundle of product that we put out. (laughs) In any case, 
In any case, G.I. Joe Ninja Force Scarlet, the counterintelligence specialist, which, you know, I've got a lot of counterintelligence in my head. It's just not intelligence. Now, I've discussed the Ninja Force figures in the past already because obviously we've been in that era and we've covered Night Creeper, Snake Eyes, and Zartan just hasn't gone out yet, has it? <laughs> so... This particular one, I thought I'd, I'd look at Scarlet because obviously she's really prominent in one of, in a couple of the issues that we looked at today, and her figure is also quite close to me because uh, my wife Kate has cosplayed as this particular character, and she did an amazing job, and I'll put pictures up as well of her in her amazing costume. And I've also done I've kind of made a T-shirt out of this card art as well that she proudly wears, and I I just. I really do like the Ninja Force angle. I thought it was a really cool way to get uh, a really cool way to get some of the new, some of the older characters in new, updated uniforms as well. And Scarlet was another one who hadn't really been—I'm not going to say touched—but she hadn't really been redesigned or looked at again since her first version. So it was nice to get this. It was nice to get her as a character involved in this team. Ninja Force, the Joes lose again, Scarlet. You're the one that just rolled Snake Eyes. It's the GI Joe Ninja Force with real ninja moves. Here's Snake Eyes on the Ninja Lightning with thunder missiles and zip strip speed. And now Joe and Cobra Ninja Raiders Ginsu and Red Ninja spring into action in their own fast attack vehicles with a ninja surprise. GI Joe Ninja Lightning and Ninja figures sold separately. Ninja Raiders come with exclusive figures available in May. Oh, we need that gold to build our ultimate weapon. And she's always been known as being martial arts heavy close with Snake Eyes, taught, you know, she's learnt a lot off Snake Eyes and obviously learnt a lot herself without him. So it goes, you know, it just goes to show that she's just as important for a Ninja Force sub-team as Roadblock is for the f***ing Star Brigade. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he's the last person you'd think would go into Star Brigade. He's just a heavy machine gunner, effectively, and a bloody huge fella. So you kind of think, well... You know, why couldn't Scarlet be in the Ninja Force? She most certainly can. Which is annoying to me why she was written in the comic very kind of like, you know, especially in that that first one, the betrayal issue, where <laughs> it was kind of like, oh, I'm not very good at this. I'm I'm a bit rubbish. I'm going to run away. You know, ob- she's obviously better than that. And so works really well for this particular sub-team. Now, as a figure, she isn't the best. Great head sculpt. She's got a fake hair ponytail protruding from the back of the the head sculpt as well, which is really cool. And the design is really amazing. Like, it's so fun and ridiculous and out there. But the actual figure suffers immensely from her... the spring-action Kato kick feature in her legs. Because it basically gives her this diaper-shaped crotch... And the legs, are the the upper legs are just stiff. They just basically can only go in one direction, which is a shame. Like, you can't really move them around. The upper torso area is fine, but it's all one piece, the upper torso and the waist. So it really does hinder articulation immensely. And that's kind of one of the reasons, that's one thing I wanted to kind of talk about in this particular Chris Talks Toys. So as a figure, not the best. But I still, again, think she has a bit of charm about her. I have her multiple times on card. One for Kate, and I've got... I think I have a few myself uh, in the UK. I, you know, if I, if I see G.I. Joe carded figures and they're you know going for cheap, I will buy them. And even if they're not going for cheap, I'll usually buy them as well. She comes with a ton of accessories on a weapons tree, which was par for the course of that era as well. So you'd get that kind of sprue, that plastic sprue with all the, the weapons affixed to it. They're all in yellow. You had, obviously, her stand, figure stand. You had the huge feckin' sword. It was like a curved, big old sword. Two regular-sized swords. 
two different sizes though uh, like a knife nunchucks and those kind of like hand daggers like wolverine which was really cool as well so she was decked out she also had on the figure itself as well i should really talk about the ridiculous design as well she's kind of like got this leotard on with the kind of that then has these kind of like uh, so let's say a green leotard with no straps and then a light green kind of pair of skin tight trousers and then she's got like green uh dark green shin guards and knee and knee pads which kind of connect to each other and black boots she's got like black straps around her waist and then these two kind of material like straps that come out of the figure to you know make it look like the belt ends and everything so she's got like lots going on she's got elbow pads that stick out she's got she's got these gold shoulder pads and like like almost like the the dreadnought like the Z- zarana zartan kind of shoulder pieces as well and she's also got bright red hair as well which is really cool so you know as a, as a design she looks really awesome but like i said the figure suffers so much from all of that stuff that it's just you know it's just not worth doing her file card codename scarlet counterintelligence specialist file name shana m o'hara or as it's written on the card o'hara comma shana m serial number ra24297634 primary military specialty counterintelligence secondary military specialty classified what would that be birthplace atlanta georgia grade e5 beauty may be only skin deep but lethal goes to the bone and then i want to put a boy on there Scarlet began her training in the martial arts at age 9 and was awarded a black belt at age 15. She was not only physically ahead of her time but mentally as well. She graduated summa cum laude from two Ivy League universities and went on to excel in training courses at all four branches of the armed forces. Cobra often mistakes her for just a pretty face rather than a member of the G.I. Joe's elite ninja force, which makes her perfect for undercover missions. She is a great friend to each of the Joes, especially Snake Eyes. (laughs) and a deadly enemy to cobra yeah she shags snake eyes so obviously she's a special friend to him and then obviously you've got the key which explains all of the different things on her kind of design uh the card art is amazing she's like leaping similar kind of like pose to zartan who i spoke about last week except she's kind of like a little bit more extended she's got nunchucks in one hand holding them upside down and she's got the kind of the i suppose a three-pronged blade in the other hand i believe in any case she's awesome she's cool and she's one of my wife's favorites for you know obviously cosplaying and she didn't come out in the uk may i add so it's only a 1993 us release for this one but there you go that's scarlet and ninja force excellent good stuff good stuff uh, we have only got a few episodes left to the end of the run so there's only a few more toy segments left and then when we go across to potentially the devil's due image stuff i guess toys had stopped coming out then for gi joe or not no they've they've toys have been like consistently coming out from okay so 82 to 94 then there was a break between 94 and 97 re re came out again in 97 and then they've kind of been are like more or less every year uh, up until last when was it the last ones we had were probably the f- last year's stuff yeah so yeah all right good stuff good stuff there'll be more of that next week but right now we've got to confuse people because it's british colloquialisms aka over egging that hot sweet pudding we got a pudding we're gonna egg it we got a pudding we're gonna over egg it we got a pudding we got no criticisms that means it's time for some british colloquialisms <laughs> gross yeah i'll give you a hot sweet pudding all right not in my mouth 
My one I heard on uh, another podcast, and this one was someone was being silly or something was a bit stupid, and they said, oh, that's daft as a brush. Basil. <laughs> yeah, basil brush. Daft as a brush. Daft as so, a brush. I, I kind of not f- sure why brushes are daft, but... We're both as daft as a brush. Okay, the phrase originated as as soft as a brush, and the brush is the tail of a fox. This is plausible in that soft is a northern English term for stupid, and foxes' tails are, in fact, quite soft to the touch. Boom, boom, as Basil would say. What have you got? My one is an interesting term because it, it originates from Australia, but is used significantly in the Norfolk colloquial dialect. Jeez, so no chance. So basically, um, <laughs> I always like this one because it it's 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 basically it, hoy. Have you ever heard hoy before? H o y. I only know Chris Hoy or Ahoy Hoy. Okay, so hoy or to hoy it or to hoy it over there would be to throw something. So hoying is throwing, and it's something that is right. said in Norfolk dialect. And where I grew up, yeah, just hoy it over there. She'll, Hoy it over there, shit you, Hawson. So like, hoy becomes like a throw it over there scenario. So that's yeah. But it okay. originates from Australia, and right. give us a hoy means throw it over here. Okay. I was at the birth today of a new, brand new British colloquialism that was invented in my work office today. Brilliant. And I don't know if I should save it for next week or if we give this one away free as well. Well, you save it. want to hear it now. Save it. Oh, save it. All yeah. right, saving it. Ruin my life saving for a it. week. Yep, saving it. Oh, you've got to tune in next week because it's, a, it's, a, it's an exclusive, Talking Joe exclusive. We reveal uh, the latest British colloquialism to, to hit, hit the globe. Uh, you want to be on the ground floor, so you're going to want to know. And so tune in next week for that exclusive. But I guess there's only one thing to do before we close the show, and that is... Chief Ask Chris a question. Mark. Chief Ask Chris a question. Meet Moop. What'll he say? Mark. What'll he do? Uh-huh. Chief Ask Chris a question. Answers it. I am tempted... I am tempted... People. To... To... To, to people, yes. I'm tempted to... I'm tempted to attempt a full Simpsons rewatch. Every episode. Awesome. And a bit scared, but they've done that like th- three times this year on uh, FX on in on cable. They've we I, right. the Simpsons from first to last has been on a bunch of times this year already. Okay. Well, my question to you is, who is your favourite kind of second tier character? Probably that's a bloody I mean, good question. It's almost an impossible question to answer because there are so many great characters. What am I talking about? The, my favourite, easily, 100%. I don't know why I was even faffing about. Troy Tough McClure. Troy McClure. Oh, yeah, Troy McClure. Hello, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such movies as Cry Yuma and Here Comes the Coast Guard. The Revenge of Abe Lincoln and the wackiest covered wagon in the West. Buck Henderson, Union Buster. And Troy and Company's Summertime Smile Factory. Handle with care. Today we kill, tomorrow we die. And Gladys, the groovy mule. Calling all Quakers. Lead paint, delicious but deadly. And here comes the metric system. Mothballing your battleship. And dig your own grave and save. The erotic adventures of Hercules. And dial M for murderousness. Alice's adventures through the windshield glass. And the decapitation of Larry Leadfoot. 
P is for psycho, and the president's neck is missing. Out with gout 88, and let's save Tony Orlando's house. Smoke yourself thin and get confidence, stupid. The boat jacking of Super Ship 79, and Hydro, the man with the hydraulic arms. Two minus three equals negative fun. And Firecrackers, the silent killer. Alien nose job, and five fabulous weeks of the Chevy Chase show. Designated drivers, the life-saving nerds, and... Phony tornado alarms reduce readiness. Andre the Giant, we hardly knew ye. And Sham Powered, today we mourn a stooge. You may, ah, you you may remember, remember me from... Me from, <laughs> from yeah, Mommy, look at that guy's face. Like, I, yeah. honestly, that, and rest in peace, Phil Hartman, and who, who played him as an actor. Like, ama- honestly, he was the funniest character on that show. I loved it. When his, when his, like, you know, scenes popped up, I would just be in stitches. Yeah. Yeah, he's quality. Who's yours? Nick, I, 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 uh, I like Frank. Hi! I like Dr. Nick Riviera. Hi, everybody! I like Lionel Hutz. Mr. Simpson, I was just going through your garbage, and I couldn't help overhearing that you need a babysitter. Oh, uh, he's brilliant. Hutz is... But that was Phil Hartman as well, wasn't it? Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Ralph Wiggum. I hated the purple berries. They taste like burning. I, I don't know. There's just there's too many. There's too many. Yeah, I think I'm going to do... Uh, it's a big task, isn't it? I'm, I'm sure there's loads of other blogs and vlogs and podcasts that do it, so I probably wouldn't do it as part of a podcast. I'd just do it for personal personal pleasure, if you will. Yeah. Well, I'd, what's, I, I could probably do three a day, I reckon. Are we talking 20 minutes each? Or are we talking... Yes, okay. yes. I could do three Simpsons a day. That's an hour. And how many episodes are there? Is it still going? Because I, I probably checked out around season 20. And that's not yeah. because that's not because I did or I was disliking it. That's just because I don't know other stuff got in the way, and I just never got around to putting it back on the schedule. So six hundred and sixty-five episodes. So that is not even the internet can keep up with how many episodes there are. Let's say let's say I do two two a day. Six six five divide two. I'm looking at three hundred and thirty-two days. So with holidays, etc. And you know, not being able to watch him, I'm looking at about a year to to get us get to get up to date. And in that year, there would have been more episodes. Man, I feel, so like, I've I wa- yeah, like, I feel like I've watched all the Simpsons that many times, though. Do you know what I mean? When like, I say it like that, it makes me think, oh, can I do it? I don't yeah, think I've watched any of the new of the last like ten seasons. Not because I don't like it. I just just doesn't is not on my radar anymore. No, I think it is. The greatest show on television, though. I don't know if it still is, but I think overall it would probably have to be regarded as top three greatest TV shows ever. But anyway, that's a debate for another time. It's no, a mass, a mass debate. Yeah, let's do it on no, a mass yeah. debate. If you want to get in touch with us, do it. I, you know, I would if I was not me. Then you can do that on uh, Twitter, talking underscore Joe, talking Joe comics on Instagram, talking Joe at gmail.com you can get us on Facebook, Talking Joe, a G.I. Joe podcast. Um, the goal is to get to three, uh, 500 Twitter followers by the end of the year. We're struggling. I'm just going on to have a look. Six. 456. So we've got four, I think, in the last couple of days. So 400. we need 44 Twitter followers by the end of the year. And Facebook, I think it'd be good to get 100 on Facebook. And on Facebook, we've got... How many have we got here? Six. Uh, we've got 62. So we need 32 more, uh, 38 more Facebook people 
44 more Twitter followers. And I think we got we just crashed over the 700 barrier on Instagram. Amazing. 701, I think, on Instagram. So thank you to everyone who's taken the time out to hit that follow button, etc. Spread the word. Spread the good word. Talking Joe, people. That's me and the other guy. But yeah, get in touch. We'll be back next week. Uh, where can the people find you, sir, if they want to get in touch with you? Diagnostic80 on Instagram and Twitter or The Full Force everywhere. YouTube, Patreon as well. Podbean iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, Facebook. We've got an Andy Wildman, Andrew Wildman interview special coming up. No, in fact, that will have already been live. So by the time this pod goes out, so go back in time. No, don't go back in time because... You've probably already listened yeah, to it anyway. So you've probably fine. already listened to it. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, no, you say thank you to us. Yeah, you're welcome for that. Uh, we had a blast doing that. And we are going to hopefully get some more guests on the show coming up. So stay tuned. So with all that said and done, we will catch you down the road. Bye. Chio. Ahoy. Hoi hoi. <laughs> just hoi it. Yeah, just hoi it, man.